நாலு ஆறு மாதமாய் குயவனை வேண்டி நாலு மீன்ஸ் ஃபோர் நான்கு ஒன்று இரண்டு மூன்று நான்கு நாலு ஆறு ஒன் டூ த்ரீ ஃபோர் ஃபைவ் சிக்ஸ் ஆறு சிக்ஸ் நாலு ஆறு மாதமாய் சிம்பிள் மேதமேட்டிக்ஸ் தேட் மென்டிகேன் went into the flower garden of god the divine flower garden he uses the conception of a flower garden which you find in a shrine and conveys to us a philosophy which is the greatest philosophy you can think about the other day we came across a auctioneer who was interested in auctioning all materials whether is mobile what is called the movable and immovable wealth and is accustomed to also auctioning great works of art and antiques and so on he referred to he saw some of the pictures of india he was simply thrilled by it but he said the philosophy looks very childish it made me crack up childish for what because we do appreciate this old man's appreciation of indian art but indian philosophy is no was not by any stretch of imagination childish it is the greatest philosophy the world has ever known look at the simple song which the unlettered mendicant reads that mendicant does do know how to sign his name this is what he sings nandavanathil orandi look at the way the word flows also musical there's no heart who who or nothing nandavanathilorandi the song flows like the water that comes from the kuttalam waterfall nandavanathilorandi it's not the polluted water that you find in the mississippi it is the ganges water that flows on music with the musical tone nandavanathilorandi nandavanathil or andi a mendicant in the flower garden in the flower garden of god nandavanathil or andi 4 6 madamai 4 6 6 4 10 4 6 4 so for 4 plus 6 4 6 madamai 4 plus 6 months that is for 10 months நாலாறு மாதமாய் குயவனை வேண்டி த மேன் வென்ட் தட் கார்டன் அண்ட் ஆஸ் தி பாட்டர் ஃபார் ஃபோர் பிளஸ் சிக்ஸ் மந்த்ஸ் டென் மந்த்ஸ் டென் மந்த்ஸ் ஹி பெக்ட் ஆஃப் தி பாட்டர் குயவன் இஸ் அ பாட்டர் திருப்பதி கொங்கணம் அண்ட் கிரேட் சித்தா பாட்டர் ஹி வென்ட் இன் டு தட் கார்டன் ஹி ஃபவுண்ட் அ பாட்டர் தேர் அண்ட் ஹி பெக்ட் ஆஃப் தட் பாட்டர் நாட் ஃபார் ஒன் ஆர் டூ டேஸ் பட் ஃபோர் பிளஸ் சிக்ஸ் டென் மந்த்ஸ் ஃபியூ பீப்புள் ஆர் ப்ரிப்பேர் டு பேக் ஃபார் அ பாட் ஃபார் டென் மந்த்ஸ் பட் யூ ஆர் டூ ஆன் த டைம் நாலாறுமாதவாய் <laughs> how much of sadhana we done please don't ask me about that but this potter was not like that this andi nal aru madamai nal aru madamai people say what does all this nal aru madamai why should you even go and think about 4 plus 6 months nal aru madamai kuyavane vendi patten months he begged of the potter undu vandan oru thondi for what 
He just ask him to give your pot. Your pot of this shape, which is elliptical in shape, which you can use it for the water, you can use it for cooking, you can use it for eating, you can use it for everything. It is an elliptical pot. That is called a tondi. It is an earthen pot. He didn't ask a pot of gold. He didn't ask for an ever silver or a stainless steel pot. He asked for a mud pot. That alone is fit to be called a tondi. You can't translate by any other name, by any other word. Tondi is a mud pot which the mendicant takes in his hands and whatever is given to him as prasadam and offering, he eats it. He is an auntie. So he got a pot. Just as you've been talking about the grinding, everything, the clay and purifying it and molding it into a pot. So he went to the potter, got a pot made of very fine clay and will you believe it for 10 months he has been striving hard to get this pot and finally he got the pot it's something like our children running about and playing working very hard and cleaning up the backyard and front yard of all our neighbors and trying to earn some money and then buy what? A balloon. A big balloon. They buy it, they blow it, they enjoy it. What happens? Gayatri puts her teeth on it, it pops out. Puff! So also, this mendicant for 10 months baked of the potter 4 plus 6, 10 months, went to the potter, got a thondi and a mud pot. He got the pot. Do you know how happy he was? He was so happy. He jumped in joy. Up and up he jumped. As he was playing around with keeping the spot in his hand, he was jumping with joy and and finally he dropped it and he was shattered to pieces. That is what my friends, this is a simple song which I heard being sung so many times, which is an extremely popular song. It is more popular and more philosophical than all your Hollywood hits. It has got a contaminating effect upon you. But look at this song. It is a question of the clay being ground and molded into a pot. What does it say? Nanda Vandi, Kuyavane Vandi. Four plus six is ten months. Why not you talk about one month? Why not you talk about ten years? Four plus six, six months. My friends, all of us pass through that phenomenon, isn't it? For nearly four plus six months, we spend the time in the mother's womb. In what? position are you in the mother's womb my friend you are in the typical position of praying the fetus the embryo is in a praying position that is what this great song is referring to four plus six ten months the fetus sits there praying to the potter. The potter here is God. 
நாலாறு மாதமாய் புயவனை வேண்டி ஒன்று வந்தான் ஒரு தோண்டி பாடி வைட்டல் பாடி மென்டல் அண்ட் இன்டலெக்சுவல் அண்ட் ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் பாடிஸ் விச் யூ காட் மெத்த கூத்தாடி கூத்தாடி போட்டு உடைத்தாண்டி so in this great creation of god which is comparable to the divine garden we come here as mendicants as an embryo in the mother zoom for 10 months we pray intensely to god get all the five bodies the five parts what do we do we run about jump about and play and lead a reckless life of filth and ease and vice and what happens to the pot and all the five pots are shattered to pieces friends you can't find a song to explain the deplorable state of human life than this the bodies that we have is the blessings of god for us but we don't know the value of it we don't practice the fivefold path of babaji's yoga we are not prepared to crush and grind and throw away the ego we are not prepared to know the value of the five parts which god has given us which you got you know finding is so difficult to do the asanas but if you do not conquer death what will happen to you my friend for 10 months you have to sit in one particular posture in mother's womb and suffer hell on earth are you prepared to do it or are you prepared to follow the footsteps of baba ji and the great siddhas and conquer death and conquer birth it is for you to choose if you want to conquer birth and death the right royal road is baba ji's fivefold path of tamasya siddhanta so such great conceptions were dinned into our ears right from the time when you were born when these mendicants and andyus and sadhus and holy people came to the door we were trained by my mother for example to run and get the rice and give it to them and all the blessings were for us but now what do they do nothing <laughs> spectacularly everything is dying out all holy all the holy nature is at a stake it's at a discount and all that we have now people singing is the latest hollywood hits that's not the way a country is going to progress it is this great works of the siddhas that will really that are being sung into the subconscious mind of the rising generation that can produce any number of thirumulas ramadevas punganavas and edekartisiddhas and bohanadas and what not because they being shaped right from beginning not an atmosphere of religious fanaticism not an atmosphere of hollywood films not an atmosphere of contaminating shows but in the atmosphere of intensive spiritual wisdom an intensive atmosphere of spiritual purity purity in thought word and deed which enables them to produce any number of siddhas and any number of sages, any number of saints and any number of prophets. So we should allow ourselves to be ground by the divine potter who is Kriya Baba Janagaraj in our case. Let him shape us. Let us try to fit as pieces of jigsaw puzzle into his great international mission. and you really find immense happiness that is exactly the message which the siddha is trying to convey to us 
we must in the most literal sense of the term live up to the teachings they said us then we will be able to attain the goal which they are trying to glorify in these verses so with this background of knowledge let us try to chant the verse of bohanadar and bring this lecture to a close அமர்தம்பாரிக்கொண்டு Role grinding has to be done, which is very explanatory, it's absolutely self-explanatory. It can't be done by any other means. It has to be done only with the help of two granite stones of the role grinding type where the liquid is added to produce a paste. So by, we have to use the correct terms. probably by referring to the origins alone you'll be able to understand it completely and the translations can never never be a substitute for the originals let us try to understand these verses along those lines let us not hesitate to do it as the siddha wanted us to do it physically vitally mentally intellectually and spiritually leading to aum shanti 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 shalom satnam shasitam voyam amsret swami kami aminam auman sela um sajji joshakunu persons shopping mall where there's a lot of people shopping I'm exhausted just walking through there and maybe not doing much but just having all those people around it just I find it just drains me of everything but like if I go off by myself somewhere and I'm out in the air and you know anywhere where there's just a lot of nature you feel totally replenished I'd like to know like are the Are there energies in all of nature that, you know, contribute to this feeling? And I know like the American Indians, you know, they would draw upon the force of nature. They would draw energies from the rocks and from the earth, you know. They would always sleep on the earth. That was very important because the earth was like their mother. They drew energy from the earth. The next question is, uh, going to the jungle or the seashore 
gives her a lot of energy and when she goes to the shopping mall she drains all her energy and uh, is there much truth behind your getting energy from different sources like trying to lie down on the ground and trying to draw energy from other earth she wants to know how much truth is there beyond this conception of energy and it's sent to it is to turn to the master of inspiration answer these questions ongoing no one no one has a question you know how can one believe in all religions how can one believe in all religions yes. Can't you have any questions? I'm sure you've got questions. You've got a million It's questions. It's got a lot of so questions. Is Jesus Christ the only way to salvation? Is <laughs> there any other method to salvation? If you don't have Jesus Christ, can you ever be salvation or not? <laughs> Isn't it? Who's going to go? I don't know. <laughs> that, I leave my own let him uh, form his own questions and he'll come out with it all right the other question, question is how can you believe in all religions right let us see what master has to say to this question om kriya bhavajanamo If you want to come into this room, into this shrine hall, you can do it by different means. Konganavan will prefer to come by the back door. <laughs> And Abhay will prefer to come by the front door. Anna may prefer to come through the window. <laughs> That is their choice. So what one is going to choose is their responsibility and their method of doing it. Anomaly is so thin, so bony, and so flexible. Even if the window is half open, he will squeeze through it. So that is this method of approach. So we find. people have got different methods of coming into the same shrine room if master wants to come into the shrine room we can keep all the doors closed till you come in that is his method he can materialize and dematerialize that's what jesus christ also did people cannot understand how houses are constructed in ramnathapuram county in tamil nadu how they were constructed when jesus christ was ruthlessly crucified in jerusalem can't see that even now we got some of those ancient structures where this world after two feet in thickness the walls and if you can think about a room of that type completely locked up because jesus christ had been crucified and all the direct disciples are sitting there shivering thinking any moment they are going to get crucified and suddenly if jesus christ appear on the scene what will the people do oh my goodness you'll run for your life thinking it is a ghost That's what many of you people will do when you see the master now. You faint. You will simply faint. You can't take it because it's too strong. What are the people? 
You are a flashlight. What is the definition of a flashlight? A container with dead batteries. That's what we are. We are all dead batteries. It doesn't even burn. For example, you talk about a lecture, what happens? People are fast asleep. They are dead. Dead batteries. So there are different type of people who are trying to reach the goal and to soothe their knees, different types of religions came into existence. What does it matter? Konganavan came by the back door. What does it matter? Avvai came by the front door. What does it matter? Annamala came through the window. All of them have come. So also it is immaterial what religion you choose. Just as there are different methods of getting into this shrine room, different religions are different paths leading to the same goal, God, as Lord Krishna explains it in the Gita. It's one of the greatest works the world has ever known, which promotes a religious harmony and does not dream of any religious conflict. So, we can do, we can try to touch your nose in different ways. You can touch your nose like this, or you can go around your head like this and touch your nose, or you can go like this and touch your nose, or you can come like this and like this and touch your nose. You are touching the nose. So, so different religions are different methods of reaching God. So that is what Babaji teaches us. <coughs> People belonging to all religions should practice Babaji's Tamatri or Siddhantam. In trying to reach the goal, you can definitely make use of yoga which is the scientific art of perfect God and truth union. If people know that we teach people how to practice yoga at home and during our courses, we are making an attempt to do that here also in the University of California Santa Cruz course. We'll have a field trip. We'll have a field yoga pilgrimage where we will teach you, as the Siddhas have done, trying to get energy from three sources, from the sunlight, from the surrounding atmosphere, and from food. These are the three great sources of energy. And Yoga, if it is to be practiced, it should be practiced in tune with nature. It should be practiced with the minimum amount of artificial contamination in our way of life. So you can go to the forest and to the seashore and get a lot of energy. That doesn't mean to say for that reason. You should try to completely crush all the cities that have been built in this world and say it is nothing but contamination and pollution. There is pollution. And the problem of pollution is exaggerated. We have to deal with the problem of pollution. But don't merely be dreaming of pollution here, there and everywhere. In many, many cases where people talk about pollution, it is more psychological than physical. So this has to be understood well. It's very important for us to really understand where exactly pollution is. Yes.
can go to the seashore and practice pranayama. If you do not practice it properly, you will not benefit by it. If you neglect all your duties, all your responsibilities, and simply run away to the beach saying, I'm going to get energy from there. Go and lie down there and lie down, getting yourself cooked like a, a tomato, your face getting burnt by the sun. And lying down there with ah, keeping your mouth open and breathing through the mouth. You are not going to get energy. You'll get nothing but contamination. You come back home with a sore throat, with all sorts of infection in your chest, and you've not got energy at all. You've got disease. On the other hand, a person who's living in the city and living up to the great yogic ideas, breathing only through the nose, and doing the sadhana, more systematically. In an atmosphere with a stress of energy, you'll be able to get more energy. So to make use of so-called the pollution and other pretexts, and to simply run away to the jungles or to the seashore, neglecting your duties of your sadhana is not going to produce energy. Wherever you are, you can try to create an environment where more energy could be produced. For example, now you find the city of Norwalk says that you should not have any sort of a rural setup. And they want to have demolished all these buildings over here in this beautiful Norwalk center and replace it with lofty, expensive apartments. They want to have more apartments and more taxes and more income. They are not interested in places which are in tune with nature according to high ideals of yoga. You will get more money, no doubt, but at what cost? It is very, very important for us to understand why exactly the Siddha said, growing four plus four, sixteen square feet, four into four, sixteen square feet of lawn, is more important than a skyscraper building to maintain a family of five numbers. It provides us with so much of oxygen and prana vayu and prana shakti. The green coloring matter that you find in plants. So wherever you are, please try to cultivate plants, including the delegate Torashi Devi. It will be very good, physically, vitally, mentally, intellectually and spiritually. Start merely running away to the jungle and the seashore, using energy as a protest. It's good for you people to stay in the centers and take care of the plants there and get a lot of energy. This is very important. This is how the ego will always play dirty tricks on you. It's got such a lot of attachments and desires. It includes pollution as a pretext to run away from the responsibilities with which you are in town. You may quarrel with somebody. You may not like to do the dishes. And you may use it as a pretext to run away from the kitchen where you expect to toil 
and go to the sea beach. You are not getting energy from there. You are only neglecting your duties in the kitchen. It's very important for us to understand where the ego is dragging on to which place. This should be very well understood. You can get energy anywhere and everywhere. And in the purest of places you won't get energy. We try to follow the foolish principles that are being preached by certain orders. Hold the breath, hold the breath, hold the breath. Why to die a dog's death? No. Wherever you are, practice Master's high ideals of Thamutriya's Thantam. And try to breathe through the nose, I can tell you, pollution will not affect you. Because the mouth is not meant for breathing. The nose is meant for breathing. If you don't follow my advice, what is this crazy yogi talking about asanas and yoga at this un- un- crazy midnight hour? What I'm going to do is jogging. I'm going to jog. Wear some of these uh, horrible dresses and try to cramp your uh, feet into those sneakers, sneaky thing, <laughs> crush them with all the dirty socks, all sorts of contaminating perspiration with all the fungus infections, crumpling the toes. I'm jogging, 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 jog and jog and jog, breathe through the mouth. Get all the contaminating diseases you can think about, including your sore throat and tonsillitis. Yakya, I'm going to take a course in jogging. What do you think of that? <laughs> Better forget it. You're not going to get energy that way, my friend. You're not going to get it. So it's very important for us to understand what we are doing. Try to analyze it. Then you know the truth behind it. And when the Siddha spoke about different methods of heating and cooking, they really meant it. It's very interesting. You can use, as we call it technically, in modern chemistry, which was used by the Siddhas very extensively. That's the reason why we see Bhoganath is the most scientific of all the Siddhas. He talks about a sand bath. He talks about the water bath. We can talk about the sun bath. Not the sun bath as you people think about. Hmm. I'll come to that very soon. That sun bath is different from this sun bath which I'm referring to. I'll explain the terms very soon. So, sand bath, water bath, sun bath. There are different types of baths you can have. In all these baths, the common factor is heating. That is the reason why in one of the verses the Siddha said, Vayil Bada, bake it in the sun. Just as you like to go and lie down in the sun and try to take a sun bath, you can give a sun bath for the herbal medicine and the food material that you are drying in the sun. That is to say, dehydration by the sun. You dry it in the sun, dehydrate it in the sun, you bake it in the sun. Didn't I see some of you people getting baked today? Yogya. Look here, the temperature is 105 degrees. We are getting baked in the sun. It's good. It is baking your body and to some extent baking your ego also. But you don't like that. So that is what is called a sun bath. Not only going lying down in the sun, it is a question of dehydrating, heating and baking in the sun. 
makes a world of difference. That is the best method of doing it. You can have another method of cooking which you follow all the time. The direct flames coming in contact. This is what you call your barbecue cooking with roasting on it. Try to pierce one of those potatoes with this long rod and keep it in the fire, roast it, take it out, eat it. How fresh! With a barbecue flavor. <laughs> so tasty. With the minimum amount of oil and other things coming into the picture, particularly if you happen to be a pot-bellied person, you can't see your own feet. It's going to be very dangerous. And those persons are very few in our Kriyoga order, so I don't need to talk much about it. For those people for whom too much of fat and oil and cholesterol is to be avoided, it is good to roast and take things. This is what is called roasting, barbecue flavor type of cooking. Right. Wherein the footsteps come directly in contact to the flame. Then you can do another thing. You can take metal pots, metal vessels as you call it. Pot is a term which is used only for earthenware in India. So metal vessels and pots as you call it, let me use some term which you can understand. Like a frying pan. And you can put your, say, your uh, peanut or something like that and try to fry it. This is what is called roasting. All those uh, peanuts in the frying pan, wherein the flame heats up the pan and the pan heats up the peanuts. And the peanuts that are being roasted along those lines, you don't have to roast it directly on the flame, you do it only in a pan. When you try to do it on the pan, with the flames licking that pan, the heat will be of different intensity in different places. So you can't afford to leave the milk or the rice or things on the frying pan like that and go and have a nice long bath or chat with your companion for another half an hour and come back. When you come back, you'll find nothing but charred material there. You'll have to stand near the frying pan and keep on pushing them and roasting them. That alone will give you the right type of roasted flavor. Otherwise, you will char it. Many times when people do it, you leave the rice there, go to that, and do every shopping and come back. When you come back, the whole thing is glued down to the pot. Then you scrape it out and save it, serve it on the plate which you eat, and you feel like eating it to the mouth and vomiting to the person who cooked it. So it is very important. When you got direct heat coming in, you should always keep on stirring those materials and allow them to be uniformly and rightly cooked. So that is another method of cooking. Yet another method of cooking is what is called the water bath or the steam bath, which is still more advanced in Tamil Kriyoga Siddhantam and cooking. In water bath, what you do is this. Keep a big pot of water and the water is heated up. The flame it is passed on to the water and the heated water cooks the material which is kept in another pot which is in contact with the water. And that is what is called water bath cooking. Water bath cooking doesn't mean just putting all the material into the water. That's one method of cooking. But allowing the vessel which contains the material to be cooked, to come in contact with the water, is what is called water bath cooking. Or the Siddhas had a still more advanced method, 
you heat up the water and the steam comes and cooks your cakes like the idli is the famous indian rice cake and that is the best method of cooking and even patients who got tremendous amount of digestive problems always find that it is much easier to digest idlis and similar steam cooked material which is far far superior to the other methods of cooking the great advantage of water bath cooking is it is much more uniform than roasting it directly on the flame or trying to cook it in a metal pot or even in an earthen pot one more method of cooking was being used by the siddhas and by the great poor folks of india the villagers and which is also used whenever it is specified by the siddha for the preparation of herbal medicine this is what is called the sand bath cooking cooking we have the direct flame on say a frying pan which is filled with sand and perhaps many of you people do not know that sand can be heated up and if you people doubt it better go now down to yuma on the sand dunes <laughs> when it is noon you will understand what i mean you will get cooked by the sand that is the whole of the sand dune is being converted into a sand bath so we heat up the pan that contains the sand and the sand gets heated up and that type of heat is extremely uniform in that if you try to keep the pot which contains the material to be cooked it will be cooked very uniformly many a time you find when people want to do the right type of roasting it is always done on a sand bath there will be one big pot containing the sand and that you try to keep a frying pan and you find the heat that comes into that frying pan is of a uniform nature because all the sand particles get heated up and the uniform heating of that frying pan produces an excellent flavor in the materials that are being fried on it so sometimes the siddha will tell you that you should try to use a sand bath to dehydrate the herbs or even some of the special diets that are mentioned by them you will have to scrupulously follow it merely putting it on a direct flame is not going to help you because the heating is not uniform and many a time they will say you will have to dehydrate it or cook it on a sand bath out in the open so that the sun's rays coming from above will be able to disinfect it and cook it in its own way so the siddhas who were supposed to be pagans and heathens had a way of life which contained tremendous amount of scientific knowledge which gradually and gradually the modern scientific world is trying to understand as a reason why when we went to alaska people were able to appreciate at least one journalist that how science and yoga were not contradictory but complementary if that message has struck home in alaska the land of icebergs and whales <laughs> it is because of bohanada we did not carry the message of yoga to alaska at all bohanada the great master kriyabhavaji naraj did it and you are simply but imperfect instruments in the hands of the siddhas we are something like the cars which we rented out in alaska 
dice Rente Rec. Yes, we are all Recs. <laughs> we don't rent a car in Alaska. You rent a Rec in Alaska. Probably the cars which you people are having now could be rented out there very easily. Rent a Rec, which is much cheaper than renting an ordinary car. It doesn't cost much, but that was enough for our purpose. Because it runs on four wheels, even though some of the doors don't open. And it saved us a lot of money and we could go from place to place. So we are all going as wrecks to the lotus feet of the master. He rents it out <laughs> to different centers. And the centers are running. They are running. That means to say, Master is capable of salvaging any wreck <laughs> and make it usable, leading to Aum Shanti 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 Shalom Satnam Shadu Tavoyim Amsred Swami Kami Aminaman Aumunsela Pumsa Jiju Shakano Pongam Tamar Priyaga Mangala Mulekangam Tangagan Om Padam Welcome, welcome. <laughs> you should have a pushy for the master today. <laughs>